the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is an advocate who raises awareness regarding mental illness, including epilepsy and autism. American Jackie Pilgrim. Hello, Jackie. Welcome to my podcast series. Hi, Nigel. Thank you so much for having me. So you're in the States. Whereabouts do you live? I live on the eastern shore, if you will, of the United States, near the Carolinas. So how is life in the United States at the moment with the coronavirus pandemic? Well, it's well, it's interesting. It all depends on how you look at it. For me, aside from all of the, the terrible, the sickness and the death and everything, um, but just being able to stay at home is kind of a best case scenario for me because I'm a bit of an introvert. So that's what works for me. And I'm able to work from home. I'm able to care for my son from home um, and manage very well going out very little. But for most of my colleagues and friends, it's been very difficult for them. Um, the, uh, the social distancing, even if we're out, that we have to be six feet apart. We're just getting to the point where we're starting to open non-essential stores again. But it's under a, 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 the premise of an enormous amount of fear because the, the prospect of increasing cases of corona, increasing deaths are very imminent if this thing is done uh, in a way that is not uh, conducive to everyone's safety. So we're, we're kind of looming with that right now. They're wanting people to, people are wanting to go back to work, but the schools aren't open. Um, I do not foresee the schools opening up soon um, because now we are having some new kinds of cases with coronavirus where there's reports of in children causing uh, inflammation and heart failure. So this is a very new thing that's just popped up and we're not really sure where, where that's going. So everything's kind of still up in the air right now. Well, I understand that you're an advocate for autism. So I want to obviously discuss that with you. But first of all, um, okay. what was your childhood like? And where did you grow up? Well, I grew up, I'm actually living in my childhood home. My son and I moved back here about 11 years ago, uh, approximately two years after my parents died. My childhood was tumultuous. It was frightening. Uh, I suffered a tremendous amount of abuse at the hand of both my parents. Uh, both of my parents were narcissistic. Uh, my father uh, was also a sociopath. I remember uh, sexual abuse starting at the, my earliest remembering really hard bottom shoes, like training shoes for, for early walkers. Sexual abuse starting around that age. Also, my, my father thought it would be beneficial to him to sell me, so he used me as a way to make money. My mother knew all of this was going on. So could you explain to me what actually is autism? Oh, gosh. Well, autism is a condition, it's a neurological condition. And what happens is, what happens is, is something that happens in the brain, and the brain is just wired. Um, it doesn't mean that we're any more human or any less human or that we're so different from other people, but how we react to stimuli and how we react to our environment is very different from the average person. So a person with autism, one of the classic signs, is that we like to line things up. 
that we do not have typical social behaviors. Um, sometimes we may have language and lose language or be very slow in progress with language. Or sometimes you can be very chatty and um, in some cases have a very mature language at a very early age. Stimuli like heat and cold can affect us either positively or negatively. It could be a situation where we are hypersensitive as opposed to hyposensitive. So it's just if you could look at all of the possible things that people can and can't do and throw it in a bag and shake it up and just throw some out there, any kind of mix, it's almost kind of like what autism does. It's just like a mix of different things, different abilities, different inabilities all together and it affects each person differently. So what made you decide to become an advocate for autism and to raise awareness? My son. When I had my son, and at this time I still did not have a diagnosis myself. I still did not know much about autism. Um, but I had my son, my husband and I, uh, we had a hard time having children. And so I had a very tumultuous pregnancy. And I ended up having my son very early. I had him right around seven months. So I already knew that there was going to be some developmental issues and developmental delays and that kind of thing. But we hoped that, you know, through time and early mention that he would catch up. Well, my son got really, really sick had all kinds of gut surgeries, a heart surgery, edema, swelling of the brain, hole in the lung, just about everything that could happen to him happened. And so when he was three months old, we brought him home. He weighed all of three pounds. He was diagnosed failure to thrive because a third of his gut was removed when he was a week old. So he was very slow. Interestingly enough, my son did not get a diagnosis. Now, this process started at two and a half, three. My son was not diagnosed until he was nine years old. And I had to fight tooth and nail to get that diagnosis. So how is he now? Well, he's well. He's 20. He's nonverbal. He does talk some. But he has this regressive thing with his language, which will be found later on after he developed epilepsy, because he developed epilepsy around the age of 15. We discovered at that time that half of his cerebellum, which is the little area of the brain that's connected right that side of the base of the brain, right to the spine, that it's only half developed, which explains a lot because my son acted a lot like a stroke victim, like he would get a little bit of language and then he would lose the language all through life. So he's still technically nonverbal. He has a severe intellectual disability but he has the most amazing sense of humor. Teaching him has been very difficult in learning, but he loves, he can type a little bit, he can write a little bit, he can read a little bit, he loves to sing, that kind of thing. And he's, a, he's an absolute joy to be around. Jackie Pilgrim, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.